Hi there, I'm Shelly, a military wife and a mother of two, and I'm so glad you listeners are joining me each week on this journey of discovering what really matters in life from a biblical and a practical perspective. I'm really excited as today I'm joined with two other ladies, Esther, my aunt, and Sharon, my mom, and my two little ones are also joining me. And we have a special episode as we kind of live out the verse, Psalm 145, verse 4, that says, One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. And we're going to do that today. We're going to talk about some of God's blessings through the generations. And I hope that it will encourage you. And maybe you are listening and you say, you know what? I did not grow up in a home that talked about God. I did not grow up in a home that read the Bible, but I want to be that first generation. I want to start the change in my life and in my family. And you can be that generational starter to tell others about the good works of Jesus Christ. Esther Keenitz, that's with us today, has actually written a book called Silent Plan. And in it, she highlights the story of her parents, Clyde and Alice, and tell the wonderful love story how God brought them together through some very unusual circumstances. So, first of all, how are you doing, Esther? Well, I'm getting along (laughs) (laughs) as well as I can. That's great. And I know um, sometimes as we become more seasoned in life, it is hard to just keep going and really to find that purpose in life. I'm honored to have you join in my podcast today. Um, You literally over the years have been an inspiration to me from the time that I was a little girl. And I really appreciate your godly example over the years. So tell us about your family. Immediate family or my my family that I'm growing up now. <laughs> <laughs> Ten children, and I've lost count of how many grandchildren and great-grandchildren. <laughs> I think we counted that there were 32 grandchildren, and I'd have to look at the chart again. My son made me a chart to try and keep track of it. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It really is. Just to see how God chose you and your husband, Helmet, to have the children and then to raise them uh, in a godly way as well. How did you get saved? Well, I got saved when I was mm, not too much older than you are now. I was um, at a camp. And I wasn't the camper. I was the the daughter of the dean of the camp. And I went to a service. And I had heard about Jesus all my life because my parents told me uh, about him when I was just a little child. So I knew what Jesus had done. So one night in the chapel service at a camp that my dad was the dean of, I raised my hand when the invitation was given, and I realized that I was one of the sinners that the other children in the camp were receiving as their Savior. And so I wanted Jesus in my heart as well. 
So I raised my hand, but I didn't go forward because I was in a camp with big kids. And I was just a little kid afraid to go forward. But my daddy, Grandpa Shaftstall, saw me raise my hand. And so he came to chair where I was and took me back into a private room and counseled me, telling me how I could pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart. And it was on your birthday. Yes, it was. I was up there at the camp for my birthday. Yeah, my <laughs> physical birthday. <laughs> That's very cool. So you were your spiritual birthday took place on your physical birthday? Yes, yes. Uh, I had been taken up to the camp by my friends, uh, friends that I was staying with while my parents were at the camp. But they took me up there to spend the day with my parents at the camp so that I could be there on my birthday. Hmm. And it was that night in the chapel service that Jesus touched my heart and made me realize how much I needed him to save me from my sins. That's a sweet testimony. I don't think I've ever known someone who was uh, spiritually saved on their physical birthday. So that's very special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is special. Very cool. Do you have a favorite verse from the Bible? A favorite verse? <laughs> I really have a lot of favorite verses. That's good. But you know, we can't get past John 3.16. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave his own son to take the punishment for my sin. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my favorite parts of the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's a great verse. Oftentimes when my little ones and I will be talking to someone about Jesus, that's the first verse we start with is John 3.16. Yes. God so loved me that he gave his son to die in my place. Well, very special. So I have your sister on with us today as well. <laughs> How was it with you two sisters growing up? And were you the only ones in your family? We have an older sister, too. Her name is Louise, and she was a missionary for many years in Alaska and and two different places in Canada. And uh, we still get in touch with her once in a while and talk to her about old times, things that we've done through the years. Mm. Yes. If, if the people out there are, are familiar with the illustrated children's story, that has been published of Louise's prayer. That is the story of our sister Louise and a very special story about how God showed her faith when she was just a young child and how she prayed for her new shoes and how God uh, just increased her faith. Even on the mission field, the years later, how God used that simple childlike faith, how it used Louise and her husband in a mighty way on the mission field and where they had to live by faith. And I'll just mention that Esther was my little mother when I was growing up. Um, we used that to was share. all I wanted to be was a mother. 
<laughs> so God blessed you with ten kids. <laughs> yes, yes, I got to be a mother. But I mothered your mother, Shelley. Mm. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I remember when we would live in a parsonage, our dad was a Baptist preacher, Baptist minister, so we would live in the parsonages. And sometimes Esther and I would would have to share a room and our older sister would, would have a room. But Esther was the one that would always get up and when I had a bad dream or I had a nosebleed, she was always the one that would get up and take care of me. <laughs> so she's been a caregiver through all the years, starting way back when she had me as her little sister. Mm -hmm. That's do, very sweet. do you want me to tell a story about when you gave me such a panic when you laid down in the street because oh. you didn't want to go into the yard with me? No, we don't want to tell that story. Oh, no, no, yes. We'll tell yes, yes, tell us. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that was just, I just told the story. She, she didn't want to go into the yard with me, and so she... <laughs> laid down and I had to scream for my mom. Oh, scared mother to death. <laughs> she was she was expecting to see a mango baby there. Mm. So you were throwing a tantrum. Now I know where I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. She didn't want to go and I was trying to pull her and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> Just preparing her for all those 10 children that she was going to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, cool. Some of them have given me scares like that, too. <laughs> mm. I can imagine. Yeah. And then having the all the grandchildren and now great-grandchildren, it really is amazing to see how God has blessed you and Uncle Helmet over the years. Uh, but you have written several stories. You are a famous author, and recently your book, Silent Plan, was made available on Amazon. And so in the show notes, I will put a link to this book, how people can order it, as well as to the book that you referenced earlier, Mom, about Aunt Louise and the story that was told about her when her dad was a minister. So... Tell us, how did you get started in writing books and most specifically The Silent Plan? What is that story about? That story is about my parents and how they got together, ministered, and gave their lives to the Lord in different situations. My dad, your grandpa was um, deserted when he was 12 years old by both parents. Both parents left him in a house by, by himself. And so I wanted to tell that story and show how God used that traumatic experience in that 12-year-old boy hmm. to bring him to a place where he was able to minister to many, many people through the years. It is an incredible story how God took a child, 12 years old, and really watched over him all those years and protected him. Your mom, Alice, has written a story as well called Abandoned But Not Forsaken. It's not in print yet, but 
it is a great story also that attests to the goodness and the faithfulness and the sovereignty of God. Esther, maybe you can share with the people how God brought your husband, your loved one, into your life. Well, he was born and raised in Germany until he was 13 years old during the Second World War. So they came over to the United States after the war was over on a refugee program and landed just 17 miles away from where I lived. Hmm. And so God brought him all the way over uh, from Germany right here to Colorado where we could meet and um, we met at a evangelistic service where I sang and and he uh, was in the audience and he said I'm going to marry that girl <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool and I know mom Sharon you also your husband uh, you met him at a Christian youth rally right yes a youth for Christ rally yes Mm-hmm. Yes, it's just very interesting how God will bring two people together when you're seeking God's will. Mm-hmm. And I was. I began to pray for my future husband if I were to marry all of us mm-hmm. girls. And I know Esther, at the encouragement of our mother, each one of us girls, we prayed when we were just teenage girls for the man that God was to have us marry one day. And when people read the book, The Silent Plan, you will see how God protected our dad through the many, oh my my goodness, it's just so many um, experiences that he had. Mm-hmm. I mean, threatening his life and just my mother was praying for him, though she didn't know who he was yet. But I think that was one reason why God, uh, you know, just protected him. Prayer makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And she encouraged us to also, as teenagers, to also pray for the one that God had for us. And uh, God mm-hmm. led us, each one, to a godly godly man. And the story about your older sister, Louise, how did she meet her husband? We, it was our church in Cedar Edge. We were having special meetings, and... Her future husband went forward in those special meetings, and she also was feeling like she wanted to dedicate her life to full-time Christian work. They both went forward in the same meeting, not really knowing what the uh, intention of the other was. And then later on, they realized that God was leading them even that night in that special meeting to full-time Christian work. And that's what they both went forward in the same meeting, but didn't know, you know, what the other had planned. So that was another way that God led. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's important, I think, for listeners, for young people, if you are putting yourself in the right places, you will meet the right person. You know, if you put Uh yourself in places where you can meet a godly man, whether it's at a youth rally or a church service or a church camp, then you will Mm -hmm. find someone who has a heart to serve the Lord. So, Mm -hmm. well, when you were writing the book Silent Plan, it did not happen in just one sitting. 
I know it took many years even to have this book come to fruition, and I appreciate your faithfulness in doing that. I know us as family, we were just praying for you and cheering you on, but what was it that kept you going and just purposing to finish the book, even after your parents had passed away? What was it that just encouraged you to keep going and finally get this book in print? Well, I have a granddaughter whose name is Sherea, and she used to come into Grandma's bedroom and ask her questions about her life, and she loved to sit there and listen to Grandma talk. And uh, as I eavesdropped on those conversations, I realized this needs to be written down. We need to write these stories down that Grandma is sharing with Sherea. And so I started, I started way back 30 some years ago in a college class that I was taking that was um, Write Your Life class. So that inspired me to start writing my own experiences. But of course, I had to also write my parents' experiences. And so that got me started. And... uh it took me 32 years to actually get it finished. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just kept at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's encouraging for writers that are out there. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's some <laughs> that are like, I hope it's not 32 years before I get my first book out. But just the right. perseverance <laughs> to keep uh, going. Uh, yeah. And just to, I think, having somebody to tell the story to, like, your mom was telling it to a granddaughter. And so, you know, you were able to kind of listen in and record what was being told. So, yeah, just that narrative is it makes you just want to keep reading the story. You feel all kinds of emotions, joy and sadness and excitement and a lot of drama through your book, The Silent Plan. So it's a treasure to actually hold it in my hands. And I hope that many listeners will be able to order it for themselves. And in the near future, I know that it will be on a Kindle. So digitally, people will be able to download a copy of your book as well. It's available also on Amazon right now. Yes, you could get a paperback copy of it through Amazon.com. So yes, I will put the link in the show notes. I also want to include a conversation that you and your sisters had recently where you you kind of reminisce about God's goodness and some funny stories in the past. I hope the listeners will enjoy as they listen in on the conversation. <laughs> Another story that you've written was entitled Tippy, and it's about yes. a dog that your family had. And my little ones love to hear the story. I've read it to them several times. You wrote and illustrated the story. Tippy was a uh, our dad's dog that he took her with him uh, into the mountains. And this is a story about a time that they went up into a pasture, a high pasture in east western Colorado, to where a shepherd was. And uh, she almost got her nose in a coyote trap that had a rabbit on there and she started sniffing at it like she would have gotten her nose clamped in the trap if he hadn't 
called her back and she hadn't been obedient. Mm -hmm. So this story is about obedience, uh, different times that she would rather have done something else than what the master was asking her to do. And she, at the end, does disobey the master and gets hit by a car, but she survives. And so that's showing that when she disobeyed, she suffered the consequences. Mm. But she had been obeying all day and she got tired of it. We don't get tired of obeying in the Lord. It's a great truth to illustrate not only to children, but to adults, like you said. Yes. Just that faithfulness to be obedient. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to always say yes to obedience, but it's so worth it. Tiffy kind of learned it the hard way, but uh, she survived. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Well, you have written a lot of uh, pretty interesting stories. And uh, again, I just thank you for being here, sharing your story. My editor on the life book that I wrote wants to make another book of poetry. Mm. He started reading some of my poetry, and so he wants to write. A, he wants to put together uh, an anthology of my poetry. So that's the next thing. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. Yes. And I think the stories that you have already written, the story about Tippy, even the story that your mom wrote, Abandoned but Not Forsaken, about her husband, maybe those could be in print in the near future for listeners to be able to use. Um, I think God takes us through situations so that we can be an encouragement to others. I read Psalm 145, verse 4 that says one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. And the very next verse, verse five, it says, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And truly what God takes us through is for his honor and his glory. So I thank you that you ladies, you sisters have been sharing what God has been doing in your life over the years Grandpa Shaftstall went down into Leadville and started a mission where he was ministering in Victor. He had ministered to miners because there were big gold mines. He built a church. He built up that congregation, yeah. He had a Bible school, a daily vacation Bible school for kids that summer. He filled that church completely up with kids not just the choir loft (laughs) but yeah he had a good daily vacation bible school grandpa shaftstall built into the front of the church the front door he built a door that looked like the entrance to a mine shaft Well, and then he also sent some of his Boy Scout guys on a donkey with a sign on it that said, Come to the Miner Church. Miner's Church. Oh, really? (laughs) He had a billboard on both sides of the donkey. He ministered to the Boy Scouts, and then he ministered to the Miners. There were times that Mother said that Daddy would find a dollar bill in his Bible 
after the service. Yes. And he didn't know who it was. But with that dollar bill, why he would buy bus fare and buy a few groceries. And he loved Fig Newtons. And he would bring a package of Fig Newtons down and share them with Mother. And what else was it he liked with his Fig Newtons? Post them. Post them, yeah. Uh, back in those days, it was called Coffee Erzatz, which is German for imitation coffee. And Grandma Keenitz used to make her own by burning the grain and grinding it up and then pouring hot water over it. That was the beginnings of Postum. It's really been great to reminisce with some of my loved ones. And I thank you listeners for sticking around as you took a peek into the past of our family. I hope this has spurred you as well to get those fun facts and those wonderful works of God into writing. Maybe you want to do it digitally or even audibly, but while you can still do it intelligibly, I encourage you to share what God has done in your past and leave that legacy for those generations to follow. One of the wisest men who ever lived was King Solomon. In his book of Ecclesiastes found in the Bible, Solomon talks about sorrows and the futility of a life without God. And in his concluding verses in the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Until next time, look to the Lord, because it does matter. Bye. See you next time. Goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao for now.